Conflict mm-hmm. is just something that happens in your relationship. The way that you use conflict can mm-hmm. either create something unhealthy like drama, mm-hmm, which yeah. is disastrous and destructive and doesn't help a relationship, or you can use it to create something new like creativity. Hello there and welcome to the Happiness Project podcast, the podcast which has touched more than 12,000 lives and has evolved in more than 60 countries and is also available on 10 plus platforms. Please do subscribe and listen to the Happiness Project podcast so that you never miss a single episode on this show. You can also rate and write a review on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher or any other platform that you're listening this podcast on because your support will go a long way. You're now listening to the Relationship Series with Rena Jain who is a mental health expert, a qualified psychologist and a wellness coach. Questions are now being accepted on this podcast. So once again, do not forget to send in your questions related to the topic being discussed. No matter our relationship status, no one has gone through life always winning at the game of love. I mean it, no one, we all laugh, we cry, we stumble and fumble and sometimes we strike gold. So the relationship series is going to give you an insight into the oh so conventional hitches from I am right, he is wrong, guilt tripping, fit drawing personal attacks, empty promises, insecurities, jealousy, contempt, infidelity, stonewalling, unresolved issues, lack of communication, invalidation or the trust issues. Whatever issue that is triggering the fallout in your relationship, it all comes down to one simple thing getting your inside right so your relationship naturally falls into place today on my show i am going to be talking to someone very special he is a founder of mindful communication and has spent hundreds of hours in deliberate communication practice he is a former program leader at landmark worldwide and a certified professional coach. He has done some extensive training in non-violent communication and is also a dedicated Vipassana meditation practitioner. Well, he has spent over 2000 hours meditating in the past few years. His coaching style is rigorous, compassionate and highly action-oriented. So without any delay, let us now welcome our very special guest, Jonathan Miller, 
and get some deeper insights into conflict management in relationships in this episode. Hey Jonathan, welcome to my show. Thanks for having me here. I'm glad to uh, glad to be able to uh, share this time with you. I am so excited to speak with you today, really. <laughs> and I thought it would be great to begin with stories since you've got a lot to share. Um, I also learned that you've been a conscientious Vipassana meditation practitioner and have completed 2000 hours of meditation. Like, wow. I mean, that is a real achievement, right? And mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. I am like thrilled to discover that. So I was wondering if you could share your experience of this practice and why do you think it's important for people to meditate? Yeah, absolutely. I can tell you, you know, just kind of how I was always interested in meditating, meditation, and mostly it, it kind of started with, mm-hmm. you know, I read the science and the science shows that it's really good for your mental health. So right. that's why I started. And I remember I would, I was working at the time and I would spend, you know, 10 minutes before I went to work sitting on my couch, you know, doing a guided meditation. And that's when my, my curiosity initial began, initially began. Now it wasn't consistent. It wasn't uh, well versed, but really when I, um, I did a, um, one of these meditation retreats, one of these 10 day Vipassana meditation retreats. Mm -hmm. Um, and that really changed things for me because I grew a deep understanding of how this could really, uh, impact my life in a positive way. Um, and I learned Mm -hmm. that for myself, not someone just telling me, oh, this is good for you, but I experienced that myself. And, um, from then I continued this regular practice of mine. I've sat multiple, uh, 10 day retreats, um, until COVID came, we're recording this at the time that we're all kind of in lockdown. I was supposed to be yeah. sitting a 20-day retreat this year. Wow. Um, so it's it's a huge part of my life. And, um, you know, in terms of other people doing it, uh, I, I don't like to peddle advice or anything like that, but it has helped me tremendously, mostly in terms of my ability to react well in situations, Absolutely. to react consciously and to react... Um, thoughtfully and wisely in situations. Yes, I totally agree with you because I have myself been meditating for the past one year and I have been maintaining that practice regularly and I feel meditation has helped me to respond well in any situation that life throws at us. And I would also add just Mm -hmm. the one thing that you kind of just mentioned there is that you've been committing to this practice every single day right and i think that there's a strength in being able to commit to doing something every single day Mm -hmm. um there's some real power in that is to saying to yourself you know i'm gonna do this every single day and then actually doing that yeah and despite of anything and everything sticking to that practice because you know it has tremendous benefits on your overall health Mm -hmm. yeah and not any like quick short-term benefits but like these night these long-term benefits that you can't always see kind of like brushing your teeth you know we do it every day because we know it's good for us i can't tell you i know the difference between one brush and the next but i know in the long run it's going to help keep my teeth clean yes exactly i think it's all about reaping the benefits Mm -hmm, yeah and i was wondering if you could take us through your journey which began on a road trip and transformed you into a conflict coach could you tell us a bit about that phase of yours? Yeah, so basically the story started with, um, you know, I don't know where your listeners were from, but in North America, there's this really popular <laughs> thing called van life, where right. people quit their jobs or maybe not, and they hop into a van 
like a big mm -hmm. van that mm -hmm. you have everything inside, like a little kitchen and right. a little bed and everything. And uh, you travel around like that. And it's popular in Europe and North America. Yes, and yes. Uh, I had always dreamed of doing this. And uh, I met a girl and she also wanted to do this. So right. we saved our money for a couple of years. And one day we decided to quit our jobs and head wow. out on this road trip. That is right? on everyone's bucket list. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So it's not just me anymore. It's uh, everyone's no. kind of want to do this, right? Yes. And so the plan was to go for a full year. Okay. And uh, mm -hmm. I was mostly looking to forward to the van trip because I wanted to, you know, I wanted to get out of my job. I wanted to go check out cool parks and I'm really mm -hmm. into rock climbing, do lots of rock climbing. Of course. And, um, you know, but deep down, I also wanted to get to know who this girl was. I had been living with her for a year. You know, we were right. boyfriend, girlfriend. It was, you know, pretty serious. So I'm like, is this, you know, the person I'm going to spend the rest of my life with? Definitely. Um, so mm -hmm. I wanted to explore that as well. And mm -hmm. I remember the day that we left, we were so excited. We were right. so excited. We we're like, oh my gosh, this I'm is happening. I'm sure. And, and that excitement lasted for about three days. Because Whoa. when you put, you know, two full-size adults in a tiny van, tiny space like that, you know, you just get up um, in each other's personal space, right? Right, definitely. Yeah. And so the breakdown mm -hmm. started to happen there. And they weren't full-blown mm -hmm. fights or anything like that, but just like little bickering here and there. And I was surprised yeah. because we had such a strong relationship and I couldn't understand where this stuff was happening from. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, there was a specific incident and I'm not going to get too much into the specifics of it, but there was an incident where um, we had kind of a, a falling out, if you will. There was like a, a situation that happened. Right. But what we were able to do this time is we were able to take a step back mm -hmm. and actually ask the question, okay, what's really going on here? Because this was like a behavior pattern we were noticing. Right. We said, what's really going on here? And we realized that at the source of this issue, was mm -hmm. our inability to communicate with each other is right. that when i would say something she would hear it one way when i actually meant it another i'll, I'll just tell you the quick story real quick mm -hmm. yeah it's a very small thing but listen right. and i invite you and your listeners to listen for yourself where this may have happened sure. is that we were cooking right and what i would say to her is i would say hey can you get me that when you can you get me that <laughs> and what she heard is stop what you're doing whatever you're Damn. doing and immediately get me what it is that I want. And right. so of course she would snap at me. And <laughs> that's completely understandable if that's what she heard. But what I said was, can you get me that? And right. what we realized that from her upbringing, she grew up with a single mom mm -hmm. and it was all about her and her mom and just being really patient, waiting your turn being patient and and in my house it was not the same there was three kids we were yelling at each other you know if of you course. want to get you want what you want you got to make sure that you're you know you're heard and you get the, your attention and so we came up with the plan and the plan was that i would make an effort to be very clear about when i wanted the thing so i would say something like hey when you have a moment can you pass me that thing or can you pass right. me that thing when you have a moment which is a habit by the way that i have to this day and on, and on her side, she would partner with me. She would understand that sometimes I might forget that and um, she would just kind of be more careful. And lo and behold, the situation completely got fixed. And wow. I thought, huh, there must be something to this communication stuff here. And so mm -hmm. I started researching like crazy. I mean, I was unemployed. I had lots of time on my hands. So I was reading <laughs> books and I was studying and I was also practicing a lot. I was practicing mm -hmm. every day with my wife, with people I would meet. And, you know, I hurt my wife's feelings a bunch. I'm sure that she didn't like me very much at the time. But what came out of it was a deep mm -hmm. understanding of communication 
and very specifically conflict. And mm -hmm. I've not only been able to use that in my relationship with my partner, who's now my wife, mm -hmm. um, but I've also been able to use that with my family, with my friends, and pretty much everyone I meet that um, I can really mm -hmm. understand how humans are communicating, uh, right. manage really difficult situations, but also create amazing connection uh, in really great situations as well. Absolutely. I think a lot of couples out there do not realize the significance of communicating with each other. Mm -hmm. And exactly for this reason, I would like for you to explain if there are any specific words that couples should start using in a relationship and a couple of critical words that they should absolutely avoid. Mm, that's a really great question, Reina. And I want to start off by answering exactly your question. And then what mm -hmm. we're going to do is we're going to take a little step back right. and look at that question and actually the pitfalls of that kind of question. So, but let's For answer sure. this question. Mm -hmm. There are definitely some words that we can use in a conversation and some that we want to avoid, okay? Right. The, the easiest ones are the ones to avoid. Mm -hmm. I'm going to recommend that you and our listeners right. avoid using what I call absolute words. Okay. Okay. Absolute words. words. Yeah. What, what, what do you think I mean by when I say absolute words? Um, I think what you mean by absolute words are the kind of words that are free of limitations. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like that. And what we do is we use words. And let me give you some example of the words that I'm hinting at is mm -hmm. words like always, right. never, uh -huh. whenever. Yeah. Because when I say, you know what? I always come home and the dishes are never done. That's a problem right. because if there's, even, yeah. if there's even one time that the other person has done the dishes, you are in a world of pain because then it just becomes a battle of who's right. And that's mm -hmm. where there's miscommunications. Right, so definitely. those are some words that I would avoid is these absolute words because it really paints the world in black and white and the world mm -hmm. is anything but black and white. It's, it's you know, yeah. it's the myriad of shades in between. So I would say that that's an example of some words that you would want to avoid in uh, a conversation. And some words you want to use instead is you want to try to bring in words that kind of, I, I call it using subjective language. So language that shows that you are seeing things subjectively, that you are acknowledging that you are subjective. And subjective, what I mean by that for your listeners is that you have a point of view, is that you're not speaking the truth with the capital T because no one knows what that is. Right. So what that might look like is you might say, well, from my point of view, da 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 da. Mm -hmm. Or you right. might say, well, you know, I think that da da da. You know, well, my opinion on this is da 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 da. Because then we're clearly stating that I'm not right. saying this is true. I'm not saying this is a fact. I'm just but saying this that is what from I my feel. exactly. This is right. this is what I think. This is this is my interpretation of right. the situation. So that's kind of two sides of the coin. One, some words that we do want to avoid, and right. some words words we want to take on. Now, right. Reina, the thing is is let's take a step back from this for a second, okay? Yeah. So now we have some wonderful words that we use. However, mm -hmm. if I come in and I say, oh, well, you know what I think? I think, no, 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 no. <laughs> so there's some trouble with that, right? right? You got some tone that's not good. You got some, maybe some gestures that are accompanying it that aren't helping. Mm -hmm. And the thing, this is probably the biggest uh, deception of communication is that we think it is about the words that we're using. Yeah, it's also about yeah. how you communicate, right? The way That's you right. say it. It's, it's about the volition that you're bringing there. If you have it like you're right and they're wrong and you want to mm. prove that they're wrong and you want to start being very manipulative and sneaky with using the quote right words, 
right. you're you're going to get the same result. So it really comes in and checking of who you're being in the situation rather than using the right or wrong words. Yeah, yeah. I think this is what people need to understand that it is not about you versus me or me being right and you being wrong, but rather about us against the problem. Since you also spoke about how the way you say it is more important than the words that you use, it also brings into question the role of empathy in a relationship. and not to forget active listening so mm-hmm. how do you think empathy and active listening can moderate a conflict in a relationship it's a really great question and it really opens up a big conversation we're going to mm-hmm. what we can do is we can cover a little bit of this cuz i feel like we could talk about this for a few hours uh, i know <laughs> uh, but i want to give some quick pointers for our listeners to take okay. into consideration what empathy does and what doesn't it doesn't mm-hmm. look like okay Yeah. When it comes to let's let's take a look again at what it doesn't look like. Sure. Okay? Empathy is not giving advice. Right. When you give advice, you are not empathizing. When Correct. you are diagnosing a situation, you're not empathizing. Mm-hmm. If you're changing the subject, if you're uh if you're one-upping them or if mm-hmm. you're changing the changing the story to be about you, shutting them down mm-hmm. that is not empathy either it right. also uh sympathy is not empathy like showing mm-hmm. pity like oh poor you that's not yes. empathy either mm-hmm. nor is saying things like well at least da 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 that's mm-hmm. not empathy either mm-hmm. okay empathy is really being with the other person being with their feelings and being present with them right. sometimes with empathy you don't even need to say anything as mm-hmm. long as you're just with them and right. you're acknowledging that they're going through an experience right now and you're mm-hmm. you're you're being with them a great analogy that i love to use right is i want you to imagine that you are having a conversation with another person and you're on a mm-hmm. stage mm-hmm. and on the stage you have you have like a spotlight right right now this spotlight mm-hmm. is very special the spotlight can only be on one person at a time right now when we're not showing empathy What happens is we end up wrestling for the spotlight. So someone comes up to me and says, "Oh man, you know, like I'm mm-hmm. so angry with da 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 da." And then what mm-hmm. I do is I say something like, "Oh yeah, I know what you mean. You know, one time this thing happened to me. Guess where the spotlight changed right. from? It was it right. was on them and now it's on me. Cuz right. it's about me. Or at mm-hmm. least, oh, you know, at least you're doing this. That's about me. It's not about them." And I think a lot of people get carried away while talking to the other person and tend to relate to their problems this kind of drifts away attention from the person sharing the problem right mhm yeah it it can be useful at times to mm-hmm. talk about your problems sharing is a powerful tool to create a connection between two people mm-hmm. but often our tendency is to jump into that rather than just being with the other person first and then uh-huh. allowing that to naturally unfold correct yes yeah. yeah. yes so mm-hmm. those are some examples of what empathy isn't and you can see if you really i love this uh, spotlight analogy it's something that i think about often but <laughs> um that's really how you're going to make a big difference in showing more empathy in your interactions with other people Yes. Yes, yes, totally. I think this is something that we all should be doing while we are talking to someone, being fully fully present and not jumping on to giving solutions because I think 
this is just one way that we can practice empathy consciously in our day-to-day lives since you spoke about manipulation and couples being problem focused a lot of couples out there tend to bring up their past in an argument and also tend to play this blame game and keep scorecards how do you think couples can stop bringing up this thing over and over again i mean that's a whole other world of things as well you know um, one thing you mentioned at the end mm-hmm. blame yes that is that is a relationship killer Right. You want to end a relationship, you just all you got to do is just blame the other person. Blame them as much as you can. I promise you it won't last very long. Sure, as soon right. as blame is in the equation, you're mm-hmm. heading in a direction that is going to break the connection. It's going to mm-hmm. it's going to it's going to suck the love. It's a really great way to suck the love out of your relationship. So, right. I mean, that's a huge flag in terms of of blame, right? Mm-hmm. What you really want to focus on in a relationship the opposite of blame is you know i'm not going to say that this is the exact opposite but one thing that comes to mind for me is is around responsibility try right. to take as much responsibility as possible what might that look like mm-hmm. if you're feeling empowered mm-hmm. and if you're like maybe i am wrong maybe yes. i maybe there is something that i can adjust here right. um that is something that i would invite people to consider instead of blame but i can tell you one thing though blame that is a red flag and you want to run away from that if you're finding yourself blaming in any situation what you're doing is you're essentially handing your power over to someone else because you're making them the victim and when another person's a victim their only concern is one thing and one thing only is to defend themselves right. if you're wrongfully accused of something Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you defend yourself? And so if they're busy defending themselves, they're definitely not listening to you. Right. Right. Yeah. So what are I your mean, what are your thoughts about that? Yes, I totally agree with you because when you start blaming the other person all the time, you are sort of making them responsible for everything that is going wrong within you. And and honestly, that is not a very good place to be in. Now this brings us to another question. Um Since conflict is an inevitable part of any relationship, how do you understand if the conflict is healthy or unhealthy? That's a that's also a really great question and mm-hmm. it's a very great distinction, right? Because mm-hmm. conflict is inevitable. Right. And yeah, we're distinguishing conflict as healthy and unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Um so that's really interesting. How can conflict be inevitable but also be healthy and unhealthy? And right. what I love to distinguish is I love to distinguish conflict as something that is not unhealthy or healthy. Conflict mm-hmm. is just something that happens in your relationship. Right. Now, the way that you use conflict can mm-hmm. either create something unhealthy like drama, uh-huh, which yeah. is disastrous and destructive and doesn't help a relationship, mm-hmm. or you can use it to create something new like creativity. And so the way you can tell the difference is I like to think about those two things. I'd like mm-hmm. to think about drama and I like to think about creativity and I want to give you an example of to course. kind of clarify yeah. that. So when you think about drama, I mean we've all dealt with drama, right? It's mm-hmm. just unnecessary uh back and forth that actually doesn't move you forward. Right. And it really has you focusing on the problem rather than the solution. Mhm. Now creativity on the other hand, You know, I'm 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 having this chat here with you right now. I'm in Cape Town, South Africa. So I moved here in January 2020 right before mm-hmm. um this lockdown, but right. you know, moving from North America to a completely foreign country, continent, culture, uh it's quite a massive transition. Of course. And 
transitions, as you know, they can be very challenging for people. Even moving houses in the same neighborhood yes. can be really challenging. Change is right? never easy. Change is never easy. And so imagine, um, you know, a change that I had to undergo with my wife um, moving to a completely new place like this. So naturally, yeah. there was going to be some conflict. And sure enough, there it was. Conflict came right up in front of us when we got here. Right. Now, we're both practiced at this stuff. We've been working on this for years and years. So I invite our listeners not to go into comparison mode because that's definitely not going to contribute to your mental health at all. <laughs> um, but consider that we've been working at this for years and years. And what happens is we noticed some conflict coming up. We noticed some tension. And the tension was around the fact that, you know, we were running our businesses. Mm -hmm. As soon as we landed, we were running our businesses. We were right. figuring out where are we going to live? What groceries are going to buy? How are we going to continue to, you know, stay in shape? talk to friends back home, um, mm -hmm. navigate this new environment, lots of things. And so we found ourselves um, in this tricky situation. And what we ended up doing is what I recommend everyone does when they find themselves in a conflict is right. first you stop and you take a big old mm -hmm. breath Absolutely. and you just calm down for a second. Get, get some blood to the brain there because whatever you're going to say when you're not, when you're angry or not thinking straight, that's not going to help mm -hmm. you. Right. So you're going to pause, take a breath. And, and we booked some time to actually have a conversation about what wasn't working and what we were going to do and focus on the solution. Right. And what came of that was actually this opportunity to have a conversation about, well, it was around our schedules that we were really having trouble. And so we created this new structure around our schedules. Mm -hmm. And um, I know this seems really small and petty, but it's something that my wife and I do that we weren't doing before. Mm -hmm. After. After we get up, we meditate, we do our morning routine, we sit down and for five to 10 minutes, we just look at our calendars and we make sure that we know what the other person's schedule right. is. That's it. It's like a super simple thing. Yeah. And that almost completely eliminated all the problems that we were having because I knew where she was. I knew when she needed to use, you know, the room to make a phone call. And I mean, she's also a coach as well. So we're right. both on fo the phone a lot. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so we were able to completely divert that and so from this conflict mm -hmm. emerged this really creative solution right right yeah. and so so to go back to your initial question unhealthy conflict and healthy conflict mm. healthy conflict helps you grow helps you move forward and mm -hmm. and find solutions unhealthy conflict ruminates it focuses on problems and it doesn't mm -hmm. actually grow the relationship at all yes i totally agree with you because this is something that I have been talking about in all of my episodes, taking a step back. You know, when you take a step back, you get some time to think through the situation from a bigger perspective. Mm -hmm, yeah. And you tend to want to work on it and find a creative solution. And I'm so glad that you spoke about finding creativity in conflict. And this is one of the most important takeaway from today's episode. Yeah, and that's a that's a huge part of, you know, the coaching sphere in general. Mm -hmm. If I can take a step back and just talk about coaching as a whole, you know, coaching and life coaching yeah. is is a pretty new field. It's expanding, um, and yeah. um, you know, at least my practice and my focus is, is all around finding solutions. It's asking questions about what you want, mm -hmm. um, and not focusing as much about what you don't want. Not looking mm -hmm. too much at the past, but instead looking forward to what it is that you want to create, what options that you have, what vision do you want, right. and then taking the necessary actions to really create that mm -hmm. um, vision and make it a reality. So 
that's kind of uh, from that coaching methodology there you spoke about a uh, blame game earlier so i also mm-hmm. wanted to ask you whether how essential is forgiveness in any relationship oh my goodness it's like number <laughs> one. Oh, absolutely yeah mm-hmm. forgiveness is like your it's like the get out of the jail free card right. you know if you if you want to have a peaceful relationship mm-hmm. if you want to have a peaceful life Mm-hmm. Um, my recommendation is learn to forgive and do it quickly um, because mm-hmm. holding on not being able to forgive someone holding on to those resentments so this yeah. quote it's like it's like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die right. you know so um mm-hmm. oh yeah, absolutely so so important um to our listeners if you haven't forgiven someone in your life go take an action <laughs> don't do it today it's going to make a huge difference for you i promise mm-hmm. right yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's something you even brought up is around um, the past gets into our relationship. When we don't forgive, that's that past that comes in for us, right? right. So mm-hmm. forgiving allows us to really leave the past right. in the past where it belongs because that's where it that's where it is. It's not here. Mm-hmm. It's not here in the present. And it's definitely not in the future, though. Sometimes it can seem like that. Mm-hmm. It is in the past. The past, the past. There's nothing we can do about it. Um, mm-hmm. And forgiveness is our key to leaving it there and not carrying it with us throughout our life. Yes, absolutely. I think forgiveness is not about being okay with what the other person has done to you, but rather it is for your own peace of mind. Yeah, and sometimes it can be really hard. Like, I want to acknowledge that there might be some listeners that, no, I don't know your situation. I don't know Mm -hmm. the circumstances around what happens. I get Mm -hmm. that it can be really, really hard. And right. everyone is allowed to feel really hurt and sad and angry about what happened. Right. But the the power is with you to forgive. And by not forgiving, you're leaving the power with the circumstance, something outside of you. You're disempowering yourself. And your mm-hmm. access to empowering yourself once again over that event that happened in the past is mm-hmm. forgiveness. So just a, right. a consideration to keep in mind. Yes, I totally believe that the power lies within us and we have the power to choose how we want to react in any situation. And since we are moving towards the end of this episode, do you have any advice for our listeners, especially the ones who are struggling to manage conflict on a regular basis? I mean, I have lots of advice to offer, but I'm going to think <laughs> of a few a few key takeaways, a few key takeaways that I think will make a big difference in people's relationships. Mm -hmm. You know, the first is that, you know, conflict is natural and it's normal and there's nothing wrong with it. It just really depends on how you're going to use it. Are you going to use it to create more problems, more agony, more suffering in your relationship, or are you going to use it as a tool for growth, as a tool to move you forward and grow together as a team, as a couple? So that's, I think, would be one thing to keep in mind. Right. Another thing to keep in mind is, I mean, it's hard to say this without kind of going too much into it, but um, I think the forgiveness piece really hits onto things, is often we get caught in our relationships trying Mm -hmm. to be right about something. Mm. And, uh, you know, sometimes we are right, but sometimes you got to ask yourself, is it more important to be right or is it more important to be loved? absolutely Um, Mm -hmm. and sometimes that's just the choice you have so you choose Mm -hmm. two things because that's a a lot to take in and 
it's easier said in this conversation than it is to practice. <laughs> I can speak from absolute experience. I still get caught in those traps. So don't don't worry, you're not <laughs> alone there. Yeah. I think you've given some meaningful insights into managing conflict in relationships. And thank you so much for being on my show today. It has been a pleasure talking to you and thank you so much for squeezing me in your precious schedule. Yeah. If I can actually just share real quick, I wanted to just share um some information about where your listeners can find out more about me if they're interested. Absolutely. Is that okay? Absolutely. Yeah, so um mm-hmm. I have a podcast. It's called the Mindful Communication Podcast. It's almost as good as Reina's podcast. So definitely <laughs> check it out. Um you can also find me on my website mindfulcommunication.me. And um there what I do is I have um this really cool new tool that I developed. It's called uh it's a conflict assessment tool called Tough Talks Made Easy. And so if you um your list if if our listeners here if they're having a tough conversation that they've been avoiding that they're really not sure how to approach with somebody, then this tool is perfect for that because what we do is we come up with a road map, we come up with kind of like a game plan to find a natural and powerful way for you to have that conversation to feel confident to feel powerful and have that conversation go painlessly and easy and bring that peace of mind that you've been missing there and um by listening to this podcast we'll have a I'll have a promo code it's happiness50 and you can use that code and get 50% off um for only a month after this podcast comes out so make sure to use that you can find that on my website again and Reina I'm sure we'll include those in the show notes and please make your way right now to check him out <laughs> jokes apart and to all of my listeners please make your way right now to know more about the kind of work that Jonathan does and if you have any questions related to mindful communication conflict resolution and coaching please feel free to get in touch with him <laughs> thank you reena that's a as a strong recommendation i appreciate that <laughs> I was so glad to have this conversation with you today. Yeah, likewise. Thanks for having me on the show. Thank you. Thank you for joining the Happiness Project podcast. Stay tuned and make sure you never miss a single episode of the show by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. So thank you for all your support. And if you like this episode please do share it with as many people as you can because sometimes all it takes is one push for someone to transform their lives let this podcast be the push